Welcome, and thanks for joining me today on Mortgage Manager Playbook, a podcast for sales leaders who want to improve their team's sales performance and originate more loans. I'm Pat Sherlock, your host. Today's topic is social media for loan originators. I have the perfect expert, Tim Mascarello. Tim is president of Ross Mortgage and also is a top producer. Tim has had a long career within mortgage banking as a top producer. Hi, Tim. Hey, Pat. Thanks for having me. Well, this is a perfect topic. And of course, you're all over social media, so I knew you were the perfect person to ask. But before we jump into the main topic, let's talk about, like, how did you get into the world of mortgage banking? Oh, that's a really good question. Well, uh, truth be told, I was in logistics. So we were I was in a trucking company, and mm-hmm. they did a swoof of layoffs, and they did a swoof of layoffs three days after I bought a wedding ring to ask my now wife, of actually 20 years on January 17th of, of this month to marry me. So that wasn't good. So <laughs> long story short, her brother-in-law at the time, now my brother-in-law, introduced me to someone at Ross Mortgage, actually, 20, okay. uh, th- 22 years ago. And bada boom, bada bing, here I am. And uh, I liked it. I, I got in as a loan officer assistant, accidentally uh, was given my bosses at the time pay stub took a look at the number and knew right away that I needed to be an originator and not an assistant. So there you go. The rest is history. Well, a similar story to many of us. So I'm glad that you shared it with us and talk about in your role. You've been president now for a while. How do you keep your sales force motivated really in a more difficult market? Another really good question. So keeping them motivated is tough. I think the biggest thing that I try to do is keeping them engaged in what's happening today. I think the hardest thing that we as executives and we as sales leaders have to do is trying not to teach what got us here because what got us here won't get us where we want. So I think it's it's when the executives and leaders of companies stop educating themselves and training themselves, I feel like that's when trouble can start happening. So it's really just about keeping them engaged in something new. I know how salespeople and type A personalities work. They have the attention span of goldfish, as do I. And I think it's really important to constantly bring new, innovative ideas to them. I think that'll keep them engaged and keep them working with whatever is working at the time. Well, I agree with that 100%. There's not enough people that really do that in our mortgage business. They are reliving the past. But that leads to my next topic is what are topics that you think mortgage bankers should be thinking about that aren't thinking about? Well, uh, (laughs) I think... To me, I I go back to 2010, honestly, and and it's all about, you know, when Ross Mortgage dove into renovation lending. I think whatever serves the purpose of what you're trying to do at the present time, do it, right? And I think that today, some of the topics have to be social media and, and, and ways to get in front of not only customers, a lot of longtime loan officers are afraid of social media because they don't want to say they're a consumer direct entity. They don't want to say we go straight to the consumer, but I don't think they realize that realtors are on social media more than most. And if you can get to them, that's what's going to get you to the consumer. Because at the end of the day, you're not walking into real estate offices right now and finding 30 agents sitting around talking about how they're going to get more business. It just doesn't happen. Well, that's so true. And I agree with that, that I don't see enough 
certainly lenders take different postures on it, but when you're hiring loan officers today, you have to have loan officers that are wanting and willing to do social media. So I agree with you a hundred percent. Talk about some of the priorities that you have for this year. I mean, we're really in a growth mode. Uh, last year, Ross Mortgage, we, we got, we did something that, you know, it, it it's, it's, we're pretty proud of. We had a down year just like everybody else, but we actually did more business in 23 than we did in 22. And we're pretty proud of that because, I mean, that was kind of our our standard goal is just to always do more. This year, we're obviously looking for a huge increase. I don't give percentage numbers because my grandpa always told me that a percentage doesn't mean anything unless you give the denominator. So we're coming off a pretty down two years. So to say you're going to do more this year isn't really saying much, but we're really, our priority right now is to hitting our forecast to the loan officers we still have working for us. And then most, most definitely growing with new talent. Is there any other priorities that you have for this year? Anything that is important to you? I mean, me personally, it's all about my social media and being consistent with it. I've talked that talk for quite some time, two, two, three years easily. And it wasn't until the middle of last year that I realized, you know what? I tell all these fine salespeople what to do and how they should do it, but I'm not doing it myself. So one of my biggest priorities this year is me personally engaging and staying consistent on social media. Well, that's a perfect lead into what we're going to talk about today. And of course, I've known both uh, you and, and Tim Ross for many years, and I definitely see your activity in social media has ramped up. So why don't we talk with the first issue? How did you get really committed to do it? And then talk about why you did it and then how what you found actually works. Sure, sure. Um, the couple, a couple things. The commitment to do it is getting over the hump of your ego. That's <laughs> what I like to say. <laughs> I, I was listening to Megan Anderson, pretty sure she's at MBS Highway, and she said something that stuck with me, and I've used it so many times. No offense, Megan, but I totally stole this from you. But if you're afraid to do video on social media, why do you leave your house? <laughs> and man, when she said that, it really hit home to me. I was like, my God, she's so right. Like, what is the difference between me walking into a conference room and talking to 30 people or videoing myself? and putting on social media? The answer is there is none. You, you are who you are. Be proud of it and just do it consistently. So that was that was pretty much the, the thing I had to get over the most is my fear of video and putting it out there and not being perfect because it actually is my most imperfect videos that are my most watched. So I think getting over that hump is really important. How I stayed consistent, I owe that a lot to a company called Social Coach. Social Coach is a is is an app, so to speak. And without getting into great details, it just really keeps you consistent on doing one, two, three, however many you choose videos a week. And they also do a great job of of reminding you when you haven't done them, <laughs> and just having something out there that is a constant reminder that you got to do things is is really cool. And then the biggest thing is don't overthink it right? Mm -hmm. A lot of times when you're about to do videos, especially for me, my biggest fear was, well, I don't want to sound stupid. Okay. <laughs> but the only problem is I'm not speaking to 30 people who do my job. I'm speaking to 30 million people who don't have a clue what I do. So just don't overthink it, you know, keep it simple, keep it educating and, and, and keep training and good things will happen. So Tim, talk about, and I know when I talked to you the other day is that you spoke about the topic of how you decided to move into the education realm of it and how that all had a different impact with it. So talk about what you originally were kind of doing 
and then talk about how did you move that really the sweet spot is education. Yeah, absolutely. So when I first started doing it, I was like, I was way too technical. I mean, everyone always jokes in our industry about our acronyms, but at the end of the day, we have thousands of acronyms. And right. so when I first started doing it, I basically was talking to less than 1% of America because I, you, the only way you would understand what I was saying is if you were a loan officer, you know, or worked in the mortgage industry. And it wasn't until I, I signed up with a social coach and, and also spoke to Allie Carter about your audience is the complete opposite of what you think it is, right? Your audience is everybody else, right? You're not here to make yourself look good in front of another loan officer who sees you on camera. Your audience is people who you need to make sure that they're understanding what you're saying. So really, that's when I changed my whole approach. And now every time you see my videos, I will be giving you some sort of tip, trick, or knowledge about buying houses, refinancing houses, using your houses, you're using your house equity as assets, you know, whatever. And there's thousands, renovation lending, there's thousands of things we can talk about that is just simply educating and training. And all it takes is one person to watch your video and say, oh man, yeah, I'm thinking about doing that right now. And you know, the rest, the rest is history. So it's it's all about keeping it simple, keeping it short. Um, obviously, TikTok has taken the world by storm in the mm -hmm. last five or six years. Um, and it's been, you know, noted that anything under a minute works and is more watched and watched in the full the full video. So just keeping it short, simple, and keeping it to education and training the public, not trying to impress your peers. So talk about, Tim, where you posted. I see you all over LinkedIn and certainly what, what's your strategy? So you're making these educational videos really for the public. And so are you using other sites besides, uh, besides LinkedIn? Yes, actually, LinkedIn is just so I am I'm able to choose which sites I want to mm -hmm. use as long sure. as I have an account with those sites. And I will tell you, LinkedIn, it's funny you'd say that that's probably my most watched Right. Um, where I put the videos on is LinkedIn, but it's my least someone raises their hands. TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram are amazing. Some of the stats I've heard over the last couple months about Facebook was mind boggling. Like if you really want to start doing business with first time home buyers and people who are going to buy homes, you have to understand what, what they're doing. Uh, uh, Mr. Diamond from Chase Bank always said, I want to pay attention to what people are paying attention to. Instagram right. is the key. Uh, there's a reason why Zuckerberg bought it, you know? So basically, if you post it in Facebook, make sure you link to your Instagram page because that's where the, the generation that you you want to do business with is mostly on Instagram. So how do you track, in other words, talk about how do you track, and maybe we should go back to the my first question really is, so when you're recording this, you're recording one time and then you're posting on these different channels. Are you, in other words, taking the original contact. And if you use TikTok, you only can do it like for 10 seconds or so. So how, how does the mechanics work for you? Well, I never go, I try never to go over a minute and TikTok just increased to 10 minutes. Nobody okay. does it that long at sure. all. I would say Instagram for the people who are actually, if you look at the demographics of what age group mm -hmm. is using what, uh, Instagram is probably going to be your best bang for your buck when it comes to what you actually get business out of. TikTok, you just want to be on there because why not? Okay. But there, I TikTok, it, I do one video, post to all four at the same time through Social Coach, and whatever happens, happens after that. So what has been, and I know when you were talking to me before, is that 
the type of reception you've had, so you obviously are tracking the audience numbers. What's that really looking for you? And now, how often have you, what has been the time frame that you switched from what you were doing before to now this education mode? Probably, probably I would say end of November of last year. So maybe like, probably beginning of November is when I changed. And the, the, the response has been really good. Now, why I say Instagram is, is more important for people who are, are, doing what we're trying to do than TikTok is once I switch to education mode, to be honest with you, my TikTok views have gone down, but the Instagram and the LinkedIn have gone way up. So mm-hmm. I think that, again, it's all about demographics and who's on it. I mean, my eight-year-old looks at TikTok. She could <laughs> care less about how much equity we have in our home. You know, so sure. I, I think that, I think it's important to post in all of them because I'm, I'm a big component of you never know. Yeah, um, sure. But it's it's been about 60 days and the response has been really good. You're going to so in your inner circle, because all of us are connected to our inner circle, you know, you're going to get yucked around for the first couple of weeks, you know, but then you just keep doing it. And all of a sudden you're going to have the same person that was joking around with you when you first started doing it. Be like, hey, how low did rates go? Or, hey, how much equity do you think I have in my house? All of a sudden they they go from joking around. to, Hey, could you help me? Because I, I might need it. So it's it's. I tell everyone this all the time. I say activity breeds activity um, Mm -hmm. and be consistent. Those are the two biggest things I'll tell you about Mm -hmm. social media. It doesn't matter if you're good, not good, whatever. I mean, obviously say the right things and all that good stuff, but just be consistent and it'll start to work. And it takes time. So Tim, also talk about, so when you're recording this, you're obviously doing it once and then posting on, I assume you're using a scheduler. And so- uh, talk about this issue. Are you scripting it or are you just, in other words, are you kind of ad-libbing or what does that all look like? So I learned a long time ago, I am the worst with scripts. <laughs> I am I am absolutely Ron Burgundy. Like you could write whatever you want on there and I all of a sudden become nervous. I, I say whatever's written. So I probably haven't done a script in over two years. So you're definitely you what do you pick a topic and then that's the theme and then you're going to you talk about it which comes off the top of your head. Now mm-hmm. you also are doing captions. How do you kind of handle the captions so people can read them because they don't always listen to them? Yeah, ca- I think captions are huge. I also think trying to maybe once or twice get rid of your face, like put a picture in there, edit it. Uh, I say um a lot, as you can tell. Uh, so try to get rid of that. But anything you can do to just keep it engaging, you, you, the first 10 seconds, you, you got to yell out something like public service announcement. Oh, I'm mad. Uh, did you know something in the first five or 10 seconds that's going to make them say, oh, I want to know if I know this, you know, so definitely trying to get a hook in the first five or 10 seconds is important. Don't ever, ever introduce yourself. The why majority- is that? Talk about why you don't do that. The majority, 95% of the people who end up seeing your video know who the heck you are. <laughs> so I never, I never introduce myself. And not to mention, if they have ones who don't know who you are, really like your video, they'll find you. Because find you. all they have to do is click on your profile in any one of those social media outlets. And they'll, they can get all the information they want about you. So when you're looking at the edit, do you edit or not? In other words, whatever it is, is what it is and go on to the next one. <laughs> I, uh, it, it's worth every penny. So again, I, I don't mean to keep bringing up the same company, but Social Coach edits, edits, edits them for me. 
Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't do the editing, but but I tell them, but I tell them all the time. I'm like, don't like make it as real as it could be. Like, I don't edit it to be perfect at all. I get Mm -hmm. the captioning in there for sure. And if I said, I did, we just talked about it, but if I said the word, um, like 10 times, get rid of half of them. (laughs) Sure. Sure. But there's really no like, Hey, I can rechange it. All that type of stuff. No, no. No, I think that's the best. I think that the more you relate to people, I think perfect videos, I kind of bypass when I see them. I know when someone did a perfect video or they took 20 takes to do it or they're reading off a script. I think the more real you can be and the more you can just sound like you just really want to help the people that are listening, the far right. better, the, the more relatable you can be, the far better success I feel you're going to have. Well, that's really a good point. Well, talk about, in other words, what's been your most popular one? Has you, has it mount, in other words, over time, over the, since you've really been doing it consistently. So what has happened from the viewership and what topics seem to be the most popular for you? Oh, that's a great question. I mean, my TikTok followers, I'm only at a couple hundred. So mm-hmm. I definitely want more of them. You really do have to, I hate to say this, but you really have to say, follow me. Cause they won't follow you unless you ask, follow me. So I don't do that enough. So that's, that's a tip that I'm definitely telling you is make sure you, you call to action, follow you. I will give all credit 100% to my eight-year-old. I did a video <laughs> with my little Ariana talking about mortgages and, you know, trying to make it so simple that an eight-year-old could understand it. And it was by far my most, my, my best one. So she's a, a rising star in the video world. A hundred percent. This girl could, she could probably edit my videos if I had her. <laughs> uh, so, so talk about from the standpoint of, so how often, it seems like you're posting, is it every day or do you have a time frame of when you, of when basically you're posting? I definitely don't do it on the same days or anything like that, but I try to do two a week. That's what I try to do. Now I post verbiage, try to do every day, but videos I try to do twice a week. For me, it was all about coming up with something that's realistic. There's mm-hmm. zero chance I would do it every day. Now, maybe if it becomes successful, I will. And that's mm-hmm. great. But mm-hmm. I, I, I'm i all about like, I'm not the guy on January 1st that puts some resolution out there that I, there's 0.0 chance I'll do, right? So sure. I was like, let's try twice a week, be consistent with that. And if I can be consistent with that, then maybe up it to three. But I started off kind of, you know, just twice a week and then always doing obviously verbiage. Right. And so when you're talking verbiage where you're, you're posting other things written, basically is what you're talking about. Okay. So in addition to the video side of it. And so let's talk about before we have to wrap it up, the realtors, have they been attracted to these videos or what has been, has it helped in that type of marketing? You know what it really helped with? And that's that's another really good question. Is it helped with when I send them personal videos? So my realtors get a personal video every Friday. I send them a video like it's all, I call it the Friday update. I always end with I'm working this weekend. If you need to get a hold of me, feel free to reach out. But I feel like my videos online, since I started doing my videos online, I feel like my open rate and my watch rate on the videos that I send Friday to my realtors has gone up. So I almost, it's almost like, okay, you're clearly not watching my videos when I email them to you. However, if you, if I go to social media and you're almost forced to see them because we're friends, we're connected and you're, it's going to be on the top of your algorithm. Maybe if I do really good on those, you'll watch my Friday videos and my Friday videos have definitely gone up since I started posting online. 
And so your Friday videos, what, what's the focus on those? Oh, it's just something I do for, it's just something I do for the agents where I try to give them some sort of a market update in the last week. You know, what happened? I mean, obviously the Fed, the Fed coming out, CPI, unemployment, whatever's affecting mortgage rates that week. I wait till Friday afternoon, get all the data of what's been said, and then just kind of do a mortgage recap of the week every Friday. And then I'll be honest with you, the 1000% reason I do it is simply for the last 10 seconds to tell them I'm working over the weekend. And if they need a pre-approval, give me a call. Okay. That's really smart. So time has flown by. I have to have you come back and talk some more about it. And so, but what would be a couple of the key points that you want to share with our listeners today? I mean, if you're going to choose to be on social media, the, the two things that I talked about, one in the beginning and one at the end, one is just throw your ego aside. You, everyone's beautiful. Everyone can be on video. It's not the end of the world. Again, if you leave your house, then you can do video. It's the same thing, right? And then two is just be consistent. Do not do it once and be frustrated that no one watched it because my first couple of videos, nobody watched. Um, and I'm not even getting that much now. I mean, you know, Instagram and LinkedIn are my two highest at, uh, you know, over a couple thousand each, but I haven't hit over a thousand on any TikTok. So like, don't, don't be enamored with likes and views. Just keep doing it because all it's going to take is a couple people to want what you're selling and it's going to make it worth it. Well, I recommend everybody to kind of join your feed because I see it every day and I think you do a fabulous job and all that you're talking about is what you actually do. So I appreciate you really sharing all of it. And certainly, Tim, thanks for, again, giving all the wisdom on this particular topic. It's the way of mortgage origination for sure. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. You can catch up on all our episodes at www.patsherlock.com and subscribe. Thanks so much, Tim. It was an honor. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Manager Playbook. You can catch up on all our episodes by subscribing to receive each week a new show. Don't forget to share this podcast with your friends and team members. If you're looking to increase production, call me to discuss my prospecting sales training program, Ramping Up Realtor Referral Sources. Check out my website, www.patsherlock.com.